Hey awesome nerds, and welcome to another episode of D&D and TV, the podcast where we rewatch and recap episodes of television shows that we really enjoy and talk about how we could use some of those themes and concepts in role-playing games that we really love. Yeah. I am your host, Jeremy Vine, and I am joined by my guest who uh, knows the actual pronunciation of mycelium, Elise. <laughs> well, you know what, though? Hearing the cast talk about it, there are actually a few different pronunciations, unfortunately. So oh, there there's a lot that say there's a lot that say mycelium. I'm pretty sure the creator says um, possibly mycelium um, or mycelium. You might say mycelium. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the majority say mycelium. It, Wikipedia, which is my only other source, is not helpful at all because it does not include pronunciation. So I suspect it may be one of those things that no one pronounces correctly. Mm-hmm. Or everyone does. Oh, everyone does. It's 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 multiple versions. I like it. It's like <laughs> mm. castle and castle. It's definitely castle. Yeah, it is. It's castle. Who says castle? <laughs> We judge you those except who say when castle. You watch, except, when, except when you're watching the TV show Castle and then it's Castle. 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 I'm I'm Rick Castle. I really am ruggedly handsome. As an aside, I'm watching The Rookie at the moment. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh. Anyway, that's for a I'd future. I'd love to get into this with you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could get into it a lot more. But today we are talking about Motherland Fort Salem, Episode 7, Mother Mycelium, uh, which was directed by Shannon Coley, written by Nicole Lavenia and Nikki McCauley. In this episode, Abigail forwards a connection with Adil, a new visitor to base camp, and pushes a devastated rail to help him save a life. Tally uses Garrett as a distraction from her increasingly burdensome secrets, and Acostia probes into Scylla's past. How do you feel about that synopsis? Should they not have used the word probe? <laughs> I literally was thinking that as you said probe. Um, no. no, no, I think it's it's good. It covers uh, covers most of the um, storylines. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's good synopsis. I think Devastated is a great... Uh, yeah, thank you, IMDb. Uh, I think Devastated <laughs> is a very accurate term to describe Rael throughout this entire episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's tricky though because I mean, she got to the point where she was like, "Okay, she's dead," and then she was like, "Wait, she just drew an, an S on my hand. She's alive." Mm. And then she flew to where she thought she would be, and she wasn't there. And then she was like, "But she's totally not dead. I swear, she's totally not dead." So it's kind of like, where is she? Is has she accepted she's dead? Is she still saying no, she's alive? See, it's I don't. Th- I don't think Rael knows where she is. Yeah, it's just this just complete. She's Schrodinger's. Yeah. Schrodinger's grief where she doesn't really know okay. how to process it because she doesn't know whether Scylla is there and she's doesn't need to, to grieve or try to find her mm. or she's dead and she needs to start processing. It's like she doesn't doesn't know which one to do mm. because she's getting yeah. these mixed messages. I guess messages. she hasn't really... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she hasn't had a definitive answer, um, which can be very tricky. She needs closure. She does. It's a good thing that we know that Scylla is alive, thanks to the last um, scene of the, the previous episode where we discovered that she's being held mm-hmm. prisoner on base. Mm. Um, and, well, let, let's say, let's start out. Did you like this episode? I loved this episode. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen this episode, you know why I love it. Oh, um, no, I know why you love it. Um, <laughs> I was bored out of my mind. Really? Yeah, there were a couple of scenes I really enjoyed, but for the majority yeah. of the episode, I was just like, 
This is the worst. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. No, I I mean, disregarding the scenes, obviously, that make me love it, I still, yeah. I think I still thought it was a great episode. Um, yeah, so that's really interesting. That's yeah, I, I feel coming off the back of the PTSD episode uh, last week, mm-hmm. that's mm. a really strong episode, in my opinion. It, mm. It was a tough one to get through the first time I watched it. And on rewatches, I've always been like, yeah, this is a, a good episode because it's going through. Mm. And it feels like Abby got over all of her issues really fast when mm-hmm. she should still be going through them. And Rael is mm. still processing, but we don't get to really see that as much. So we they've said, mm. we've got one episode for PTSD. We're going to go through it in this one. Okay, and now we've got yeah. to keep moving with the story. Because the deal's important, yeah. apparently. <laughs> And the fact yeah. that that Abby had a bodyguard for a whole episode who has just vanished mm. for this episode. Yeah. It's like, where the hell is Abby's bodyguard? And you could explain it away by saying Bridie, you know, let her off base and is now being punished by having her assi- mm. being reassigned. But then Abby still mm. needs a replacement bodyguard. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just fill the spot with someone else if that was the case? Yeah. And it's like never mentioned mm. again. It was like it, she was there for that one purpose of talking to Abby and yeah. making her feel better, and now she's gone. And I was like, what yeah. the hell? Look, <laughs> I like to just watch shows like this and not question things like that. Yes. And, and then, she fell into and a plot hole it, and can't get away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then by the end of it, I'm happy. It's been a great show. It's been a great episode. And um, I just feel like that's the way to go. That's the way I like to to live my TV shows. Just don't question too much. Okay, just accept. <laughs> Suspend that disbelief and just enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. The um the the Mystery Science Theater 3000 mantra of don't think too much, it's just a show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get if, through if, it. If you're questioning, I think the thing is if you're questioning is going to lead to you feeling frustrated, um or annoyed towards the show, then that's those are the questions you stop. <laughs> you know, yeah. if your questioning is going to lead you to feel intrigued or curious or, you know, really, really involved in the show, then go for it. But yeah, any other questions that lead you to, to worth sort of um, feelings, um, yeah, just skip over those. Just repress them. Push them to the Push them, push them. Yeah, repress them, push them to the deep down, deep, deep, deep down. And um, yeah, and then, and then it'll all be fine. <laughs> yeah. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. (laughs) You're you're welcome, world. (laughs) (laughs) This is something that uh, I think game masters can actually kind of learn from and and take that advice because, or players too, uh, in role-playing games, because a lot of the time you do need to have that little bit of buy-in and suspend that disbelief. If you start to, particularly for for something like D&D, if you start to bring in real-world physics and real-world responses, Mm -hmm. then a lot of the time you're going to spend just arguing with the game master if they Mm. say it's magic and you want to like kind of have a yeah but it worked this way last time and how come it's not working this way this time and if it worked that way last time extrapolating it could do this and you just want to go as a game master all the (laughs) time you just want to go no it's magic move on with the story (laughs) yeah yeah totally so i suspect when i I ask questions like where's bridie the um the showrunner's like no no magic move on with the story I feel like I feel like in D&D like it also kind of comes down to um how real how realistic do you want to make the game how you know how how detailed do you want to go 
down to you know I, I personally hate the fact that we everyone has to have rations and you have to eat every so often and you have to forage for rations rations otherwise you'll starve like go away I'm in a magical <laughs> world I'm an adventurer I don't want to have to worry about eating Oh, but see, I, lo- I love some of those things in games, particularly if that becomes a puzzle or a challenge. That if you, as a game master, set up like you've got to cross a desert, and halfway mm-hmm. through you get attacked by creatures that steal your rations. It's like, well, now mm. what are you going to do? There is a solution, and you can find ways around it. But what do you do about it? And now you have to start making choices, and you have to start thinking about things rather than just going. It has been eight hours. Mark off a ration. It's like, well, let's let's bring that out a little bit more. Let's make you invest in this situation. No, but I'd rather that be done in a different way. For example, you're halfway across the desert and you get attacked and your legs get blown off or something or eaten, you know? <laughs> wow. Like I'd almost, I'd almost, maybe not that drastic, but I'd almost rather that to like, oh no, I'm going to starve. Like how boring, what a boring death for my amazing adventuring character. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of why I didn't really like Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, it was yeah. just too realistic. Like that, the, when I was walking my horse down the street and it happened, a dog happened to cross the street in front of us and we unfortunately stepped on the dog and it died. <gasps> no. No, no you got to reload. Yeah, I don't want, well, exactly. What a, that is just so stupid. I don't want that to happen in my game. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a number of times. So take, pull back on the realism, I say. Yes. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, as good a shaving simulation as it is. Um <laughs> There were some elements of realism that I could have done without uh, and it did need to reload the, a number of times. It the fun away, yeah. It, it's fascinating that I, going on to Red Dead Redemption 2 for a moment, particularly big games like that, I will play for a certain level of realism up to a point. And that's usually the mm. point where I die and just wake up under a tree with like some, <laughs> some less gold. But otherwise, up until that point, I will play, okay, it's getting dark. I better set up camp. I will yeah, sleep through the night. Yeah, right. And if I don't do that and the cycles get out of whack, I'm like, no, no, I can't have oh. rode through the night for two days. I have to set up wow. camp and I have to rest. And then it just goes out wow, of whack no. and I don't know what time it is. And fuck it. I just do whatever I want after that point. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah. Can you tell that I'm trying to avoid talking about this episode? <laughs> I can tell. Um, I, I'm more than happy to jump back to the episode. Um, yes, we should get I, back I, to I said, the episode. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it i thought yeah. it was a great episode since, since you enjoyed and it i think and a the, lot of people did i think they did yeah i feel that um we're reaching the 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 build-up for the um mm-hmm. the end of the season and to be mm. fair last 10 minutes of the episode well maybe last 15 minutes of the episode i was really into mm-hmm. I, th- mm. I thought it was fantastic but the start it starts off where the last episode left off with um Scylla mm-hmm. bound and being questioned by older mm. And uh-huh. oh, this um may- maybe it was just this introduction because this interrogation scene so creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Amalia really sells it as Scylla, and just because they give her food and they're like, "Oh, did you poison it?" Whatever, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna eat. I'm hungry. I've been here for for three mm. days or something. I'm just gonna start eating." And about halfway through, it looks like just blood starts streaming from her mouth, and she feels like she's eating glass. Like she mm. looks down at the bowl of this jagged glass and I'm just like, oh God, oh no, 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 no. And it seemed, it's maybe a mind trick that Alda's doing mm. to her. Yeah. But I I was so unclear, is the food, like the fact that there's food that is a mind trick and she's being made to eat glass or is the glass the mind trick? It's just, oh, getting inside someone's head like that and 
so creepy to me. I, oh, I could not. Yeah, but doesn't that make it interesting? Oh, totally. You know, we don't. You know, but like that's great. You're yeah. saying this this start of this episode set you up to dislike the episode. No, this no. is what makes you like the episode. The concept behind it, I find fascinating and really awesome. Seeing it in action. It just, it hit that that little bit of squick inside me. This went, no, 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 no. This I'm so uncomfortable with this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, do. I, I did like it though. She was, as you said, Amalia, like she's just so sassy as mm. Scylla. Um, sassy Scylla is what I think we said last episode. Oh yeah. Um, and it, I just, I just love that she's like, I don't give a fuck. You know, yeah. she's not scared. She's not like, oh no. She's literally just like, I don't give a fuck. Do what you want. And also, I think it's her confidence in herself to resist them. Um, mm. And so far, she seems to be resisting. Hmm. Um, well, I feel this is um, something that you don't often see. Well, sometimes you see it in in torture scenes because we could get onto torture. D and D and torture is a thing that does come up quite regularly in games. As soon as they get a prisoner, they start interrogating and torturing them. But Scylla is very feels very aware that they can't do anything to her. That no matter what they do to her, it's fine. She's accepted her fate at this point. And we do see later yes. on because she's kind of put all of her faith in Ray. Mm. And I mean, we, we're a spoiler-free podcast for the most part, but we will spoil the rest <laughs> of this episode rather than go through it. Later on, when she sees Ray that's kind of when she breaks because she suddenly thinks mm-hmm. they could do something to Ray. It doesn't matter what yeah. they do to me. If they do something to her, yeah. then it's a problem. And we see this going back to something like 1984, that spoilers for 1984 as well, that the thing that makes <laughs> Winston break at the very end of this is, or makes him give up all of his beliefs and everything is when he gives up the thing that he cares most about. Mm-hmm. That until... Until that happens, he still has a little bit of fire of, of resistance in him. And the, the party kind of just pushes and pushes and pushes until he does that. And that's when they know they've won. Mm. And mm. It's, it's the same sort of situation here, that they can do whatever they want to Scylla. She will keep going mm. because she has that fire resistance in her. Uh, and that fire is Ray, which, mm. yeah, I can see why that's a, a powerful feel for, um, for a Scylla Ray shipper. <laughs> Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. Like, not going to lie. It's, I mean, it comes back to what, you know, true love and what we do. And, you know, you can resist everything, but you can't, you can't see your true love get hurt. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just putting your life above theirs. It's just lovely. Yeah. Um, And it's done in such a wonderful way in this episode, I think. With torture and eating glass. <laughs> you know what I mean. I do. I do. I think it is interesting that she feels strong, more strongly about Scylla. Sorry, um, Scylla feels more strongly about Ray. I should say mm. than she does about the spree. Because yeah, well, I mean that that comes back to probably what her decision at the end of episode five, right? She is yeah. meant to take Ray to the spree, and she ultimately, after having that lovely montage <laughs> of flashback to their memories together, she realizes, you know what, I'm actually valuing. I want to live for Ray as opposed mm. to the Spree's ideals. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she realises that Ray, Rael is the one she wants to focus on as opposed yeah. to the Spree. So she, you know, she chooses Rael. Um, but it's, I like that the army doesn't go there. Like they know, Anacostia knows how she feels, but mm. they don't go there to, to start with. So I like that they try, <laughs> they try their best before bringing her in. Yeah, well, I feel that they're trying to 
They're trying to keep Ray out of it because Ray is an asset for them. That yeah, they right. don't want to break their asset because Ray's already pretty fragile, devastated, True. as the um, the synopsis yeah. says. <laughs> and being involved in this does change her. Um, so they want to keep her as far away as possible from it. I feel yeah, this true. scene is actually a missed opportunity because mm-hmm. we don't really get... It's a chance for Alder to kind of reject the Spree, the Spree's message or try to refute it in Scylla's mind. She's not trying to turn her. She's trying to get inside her head and find out more about the Spree, but we don't learn anything about them. Like even um, Sassy Scylla saying things like, you bound us to people who hate us, who hate you. And it's like, well, yeah, we knew that. You're not telling us anything we don't know. And Alda's not even, you know, sticking up for herself. She's just like, no, I'm going to get inside your head. And it's like, well, what exactly is the spree standing for? Just against older and against the the thing? Because that's not exactly a great way to do it. Well, I mean, in terms of older refuting or, you know, trying to argue, I mean, that's the point, right? If you start to argue, then you're opening up the conversation. Yeah. I don't, older doesn't want to have the conversation. No. Um, you know, so... I, like I totally understand that, and I, I like I feel like it. If if it wasn't already clear, it it is basically stating that the spree is against conscription, right? Yeah. Like, did we know that previously? Had we just assumed? I think we, they we kind of assume that they're against the forced service of witches in in the government and the military. Yeah, but um, the way they're going about that is really weird. Yes. So um, it, it feels like there's something else there. Like they're, uh-huh. they're trying to free witches from this thing, from, from this service, from this kind of slave. Well, I don't actually you know what I'm not going to, I'm not going to say slavery. It's not um, from this indentured servitude where they, uh-huh. they have to go and serve the military. They're trying to free them from that, but they're just kind of killing people for it. They're not offering an alternative. They're just saying, no, stop it. And, yeah, I feel well, this I is mean, a chance I, I for, like... for the writers to go, this is what Scylla believes and this is what Scylla's trying to achieve rather than we just want you to stop doing the thing you're doing. I guess. Mm. Like, I, I looked at it as there's a bigger picture. Scylla may or may not know the bigger picture, but she is she's so against the army because of what happened to her parents that she's just following orders. Yeah. Like she's literally just a yes, man. Um, yes, ma'am, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, you know, like she's not delving too deeply. She's like, okay, this is what this organization who's against the army wants me to do. Sure. I'll do that because I am against the army. Um, there's definitely, <sighs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, again, you obviously needed extra. I didn't. I did. Um, like watching this, I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah, they're against conscription. That's what Scylla stands for. And yeah, so, but again, I've had, I've admitted on this podcast <laughs> before that I'm a very shallow, a very shallow viewer. Uh, and as long as I can stare at Amalia's or Taylor's or <laughs> Ashley's or Jessica's face or even Lynn's face, really mm-hmm. anyone, Demetria's face. As long as people um, are pretty. Then, that, then that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's um, fair. And that, I, yeah, that's, I will that's give what, you that. <laughs> um, 
I feel that this does kind of boil down to my problems with the episode where a lot of things just seem to kind of happen and mm. I'm meant to accept it and then just wait for the next episode. And I'm yeah. like, well, if I wasn't binging these, I'd be really fucking mad. I have to wait a week before anything got explained. And not even just yeah. what what happens next, but why that thing mm. happened in the first place. Which, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean... There's a couple. Well, we'll, well, we'll just, keep going. We'll keep going, <laughs> rather than get stuck on this one scene, um, because this is this next one is kind of where we get introduced to Adil again, uh, which is a good mm-hmm. name for him, Adil. I do not like Adil at all. Oh my god, you really I, don't like Adil. I really don't. He's boring. <sighs> okay, okay. I mean, I know you said he's pretty. I, I don't see it. I don't want. I don't know what Abby sees in him. You don't see it at all. No. Really, he's like a little. He's just like a. Just a little puppy, like you're just like, ah, oh, I don't know. I do. Yeah. He's cute. I don't know. Okay, well, yeah. I like guess. he's not, he's not a rock star, but I still think he's, he's really cute. Hmm. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you that. Abby agrees with you, so I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with Abby, because uh, we do see Abby and the unit coming in uh, from training, and they're getting a lot of looks, and this is interesting because it is the unit getting looks. It's not just Ray uh, this time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they went off base and raise a bit of a, a scandal right now. It's like everywhere Ray goes through these, it's like she was the one that tried to save the save Porter when he got killed. She's the one that's mm. like bucking the system. She's the one that's like super powerful. Now she's gone off base and nearly died. It's like there's a there's a lot of reasons why they're all kind of looking at Ray in particular, and that extends out to the rest of the unit too. But Abby's mm. just like yeah, no. well. It's- no, ignore them. We got your back. Ignore it. None of them would have had the guts to do what we did. It's a good way to look at it. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, which is, again, sort of further growth of, of how she's sort of been changing from the from the beginning. I mean, imagine if this had happened at the very start. Oh, God, she'd be already um, out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, well, I guess she wouldn't have even gone off base to get Ray. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it's nice. I think it's nice to cement the change that we see in them and that they really are... Um, in it together, you know, yeah. a, a sisterhood kind of thing. Yeah, except Tally, who's lying to her, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, but Abby in the mess hall spots Adil um, trying mm-hmm. to figure out how the cereal dispenser works and heads over and teaches <laughs> him. And she, I mean, she only kind of glanced at him last episode, like saw him in the in the infirmary and was like, oh, mm-hmm. a boy. And now she's yep. she's pretty into him, it feels like. I um, I took it as here's a fresh face. Let's let me just have a little bit more face time to see to see where my where my loins are at. <laughs> um, do, you, do you know what I yeah, mean? Like okay, let's yeah, just I have a that. little bit more. Let's have a little bit more time and let's just see just how attracted I am. If I am attracted still, um, and I feel like this is her testing the waters with him at the cereal dispenser. Yeah, um, it's a little bit like he cute. Gonna go over, check him out, see what's going on. Is he yeah, a nice person? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, so she kind of lays some groundwork there. Good on her. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good because we go to get a reminder of why he's here uh, in the next scene with with the fixers, uh, Colonel Wick in particular, who haven't met before, mm-hmm. um, testing Adil's sister, Kalida, uh, who mm-hmm. was ill. Um, and this is with the black veins of death that are coming through her, mm-hmm. her, her body and um, discovers that the illness is made by humans. 
Uh-huh. Uh, and not only that, but ch- using healing magic on it uh, actually makes it worse. Mm. Yeah, it almost looked like it was starting to work, uh, but mm. then it was almost like the the black the black veins are like no fuck you like and comes I back even stronger kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Um... Yeah, I, this does. This is probably one of the interesting parts for me because it goes, it it makes me think. Okay, well, if this disease is is human made, who made it? Mm-hmm. And that's a question I really want answered. I want to find out what's going on there because, but it, it's almost <laughs> brushed over that this is just a short little thing. It's just like, oh no, it's human made. That's that's bad. We're mm. not going to talk about it any I further. Just feel- I just no, I just feel like there's just so much they need to cover, so they just got to quickly smash cut. Just you know, they just yeah. cut. Like that's, I mean, that's sort of what I said to you. I think I said it last episode, which was that the after the storm episodes, or maybe I said it to someone else. Um, like as much you talk as about this with other people, <laughs> just even that's all. <laughs> um, and in the, the like, there's so much world building, and it's great that there's mm. so much in depth. Uh, you know, knowledge to the world and how it works and magic, etc. But I feel like you shouldn't have to have a five to ten minute extra episode after an episode explaining yeah. different things. Like as much as it's nice being treated as an intelligent viewer and you know not things being spelled out. Like if you didn't watch, like we get a lot of answers from those after the storm episodes. If you didn't watch them, you'd still be in the dark about a fair few things. And I just think. As interesting as as it is, and and cool to see the the cast talk about different different things in the world and the creator, it's also kind of like this shouldn't be necessary. Um, yeah, I don't know. And you so should, and so I feel like the there's just so the much to, just yeah, to understand yeah, exactly. The text. Um, and so I feel like there's so much to cover. That's why they're like it's human made. Like dun dun dun. All right, let's jump to something else because they just have so much to cover. Um, yeah. But I just think you just. You just need to embrace the Zen attitude of Elise and be like, answers will come. And if they don't, that is okay. I'm going to stare at their faces. (laughs) I feel that the show could have done with an extra couple of episodes so they could draw some of this stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be fun. Um, Mm. Yeah. But no, I'm actually okay with them brushing over this because Mm -hmm. they introduce it. And while the episode doesn't deal with it, like they don't, really talk about it again the fact that it's there mm-hmm. that leaves me a nice question of well something is happening this is a serious thing that yeah it's it kind of like they're dropping the all these place. it's kind of like they're dropping all these breadcrumbs right yeah and so you you know you've got that little breadcrumb and then hopefully at some point with that's going to lead us you know down the trail um to the to the answers um yeah. i have just had uh, yeah uh, oh yeah but uh, the reason, well, with Colonel Wick taking care of Kalida, um, mm-hmm. it means that someone has to fill in for the health class uh, that the cadets mm-hmm. are going to. And that means we get to see Isadora again. Yay! Yay, Necros! Necros for life. <laughs> which is a weird, I don't know what it is about her. I just really like her. She just seems so intriguing and Because she's fucking interesting. fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is a scene I did really like actually mm-hmm. um, because she's talking about um well she calls she calls for a volunteer first of all and <laughs> you know someone we've never seen before um puts their hand up which is as a storytelling perspective never a good sign and basically <laughs> says come over here and then just cuts her throat in the middle of class mm-hmm. and then just mm. starts 
giving a speech about today we are going to learn linking because it makes us more powerful. And all the cadets Mm. are just watching as their their friend, their sister starts to bleed out in front of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, does it's she cool. time the speech every year for this? Is this how she does it? Just like, okay, it'll take them mm, three minutes to um, to bleed out. So I'm just going <laughs> to cut this much and, and get it enough. This is why people don't like necros. They're weird and not the sexy weird. No way. This is why people do like necros because that's a badass and super cool. And it's like, oh, and like super shocking. And everyone's like shocked and like, oh my God, should we help him? Help her? What do we do? And they're all like, oh, um, no, it was awesome. I loved it. Was it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I, I'm thinking in universe, this is why no one likes necros because they do weird yeah. shit like this. Yeah. Yeah, true. But I loved it. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> it was uh, really cool. But she does, she does save um, the girl rather than waste mm. another cadet. <laughs> It's like, no, no, no. You get the push to the front lines before you die. You don't get to die in training like a chump. Um, mm. But it means that linking, one of those things, when when characters link or when, uh, when witches link, they're able to kind of share the mind, mm. uh, which is interesting because when they're having to demonstrate, Tally's like, no, 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 no. I'm going with Glory. I'm not, I'm not going with, um, with Ray because, of course, she has a secret. Yeah, she does have a secret that she does not want Ray to uncover. Yeah, which, uh, which is fair enough. It, it's fair. It's um, it's poor Ray suddenly abandoned by her friends because Abby's gone with Swife, <laughs> and don't mm. don't get me started on the fact that those two are going to have to share a mind at a moment. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure they've shared a lot more than that already. But uh, which means Ray is put with well, basically a mean girl who we haven't met yet. Um, yes. And um, maybe this is another one of Swyth's unit. Who knows? We I don't think we even get a yeah. name for her. It's just, hey, other other character. Yeah. Yeah. And um Ray's pretty fucking badass about this. Yeah. Well she I mean she starts linking right by yeah. using her normal normal method, which is yeah. to, you know, the the sort of off canon weird chanting that which you've told me is christian verses i assume um, it's christian verses um and the mean girl's like um cut that out like don't give me that off canon shit or whatever yeah um and ray starts doing it he's like screw you i'm gonna do it and mm. starts chanting and what happens yeah she... everyone everyone collapses yeah the entire class just whoomp out Except Isadora. Apart from Isadora, yeah. yeah. Who is clearly just either more badass or wasn't targeted. And I thought that was awesome. It just raised us like, yeah. nah. And raised us like, what, I didn't mean to do that? Oops. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's kind of like a kid having a tantrum, right? Where, you know, they're getting told off for doing something and they're like, screw you, I'm going to do it more. And then, you know, where it's waving something around or whatever. And they, they do it even harder. And then like, oops, they've broken a window because they've, you know, and then mm. they're like all sheepish and like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and like, literally that's what it's like. But Isadora's not even mad. Yeah, she's, she, she's impressed. Yeah, she's just like, that's like a really powerful spell. You're pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, you need to yeah. master it and be able to target it. And that's important. Um, and everyone's just asleep. Like they start to wake up. And as they're waking up, um, Isadora's just like, well, I guess you are punished, young Rael. Naughty, naughty. 
uh, as they wake up. And this is the most ridiculous thing that the girl who just got knocked out stands up and tries to go at Ray again. Mm. And I'm just like, yeah. you just got knocked on your ass from her just saying a word and you want to try again? Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, that's basically what Abby, Abby sort of steps in to defend Ray, right, and sort of basically says that. Yeah. Like, she just knocked you on your ass. I don't think you want to uh, you want to continue down this, just, down this line of action. That mindset, why would, you, why would you do that? If someone punches you in the nose and your nose gets broken, you don't go, yep, I want more of that. This time I will I guess, get them. Yeah. Though I guess it was kind of a sucker punch. It's like she wasn't expecting to get <laughs> get smacked around that hard. Yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, that whole uh, thing. But it was that, cool though, right? Because it's a it's a, another hint that that Rael may be, I guess, more powerful than she or we realize. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And I, I honestly, this was my favorite episode, my, my favorite scene of the episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, simply just because Ray's a badass. Uh, Abby sticks mm. up for her and. And Isadora's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. If it wasn't for the scene later in the episode, which I'm sure you know what I'm going to say yeah. Uh, later. Um, yeah. This this probably would be my favorite too. Yeah. I mean, it's there's a few that stand out, but that one um, is certainly certainly yeah. you pushed ahead because just the the throat slitting, just um, and yeah. being able to time the speech perfectly and just being like, yeah, I don't care if this person dies because I can bring them back. I'm a necrofuckingmancer. Totally. I know. I remember watching it literally with my mouth open being like, um, what the hell? Like, yeah. Like, is, is she going to let her die? Like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But uh, we, we continue on with, um, mm-hmm. this is interesting because this is kind of a shift and I feel that this is almost a shift just to kind of create a little bit more drama that uh, Witch Daddy arrives with his, mm. his uh, cadets in tow, um, all the boys and Garrett, of course. Um, and I feel this is just an opportunity to get Garrett there and give Tally a storyline beyond um, <laughs> beyond hiding things from Lying Ray. to Ray, yeah. Yeah, yeah and maybe. The, the reasoning for this is City Drop is, has been moved up. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what City Drop is yet. I know it's the next episode title, so that means it's important. <laughs> uh, yeah. We do also get the sense, well, we get an idea of what the, the boys do um, in their role in the military, I guess, because mm. they seem to be military, that they're the ones that build and modify the scourges and, and I guess, make the outfits. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's good to see that they they have a role, um, but mm. I guess an explained role, which this scene is a lot of telling and not showing. Yeah. Um, Again, because, I think I feel like it comes down to the time constraints. It's yeah. just like, oh, quick, we got to get this info out there. Yeah. I think also budget yeah, constraints, uh, because yeah. older and and which father talk for a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, which father's telling her about one of his cadets was roughed up, or I think I can't remember if he says assaulted or not by civilians, mm. or maybe just yelled at by civilians, and. That to me is a thirty-second scene that we could have included, and then had mm. um, and which father talk about it. Yeah, but that I guess. means that means more start, more crew, more cast, another location, all this other stuff. Which yeah, and again, it would be like, who's this person? Why do we care what's going on? So it's another yeah. thing. But just having him say it's happening, it's like, well, is it? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, great. I'm glad you told me that because I don't believe you. (laughs) 
So, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I have to believe it because who else am I going to find out about? Um, mm. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Congress is talking about revoking the accord. Um, that it, it just doesn't make sense to me. That if why as in why they would revoke it? Yeah, that if the spree are attacking civilians, mm-hmm. why are they not then being using the military to hunt the spree, which like they're meant to be? It's like why go well if witches are causing these problems? Let's get rid of the pet witches we've got. It's like <laughs> what? <laughs> I just I mean, make- I, yeah, but I mean the accord also means that they're safe. Yeah. The accord is what keeps them safe, right? Yeah, like, I guess serve in our military and we won't do anything about you. So if they revoke the accord, then that means they could maybe do something about the witches. Yeah, I suppose that's true. That's very true. Um, um, but yeah, Alder kind of brushes him off and just like, you know, they're just afraid. We're going to deal with the spree. That's mm. that's fine. I'm starting to wonder if Alder's in charge of the spree. Yeah, she's um, she's certainly giving off some, some interesting vibes. Yeah. Um, like she's playing both sides of it. She's like creating this threat that she can then come in and save everybody from, mm, but also mm. reminding them why I'm in charge in the first place. Because without without yeah. this accord, you get people like the spree. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a move that I could see Alda making. Um, yeah. And at this at this point, yeah, we're very questioning her motives. Um, like I feel like it's the actress as well. She's so good at giving off. Oh, so good. Um, like maybe I'm slightly sinister, or maybe I'm actually really nurturing. Like it's she's mm. she just does it so well. Um, yeah. So definitely, it's um she's uh, we're questioning where she stands at the moment. Yeah. So while all the other stuff, I mean, I was saying before, I I don't get exactly what's going on. I get Alda's mm. role in it, and I'm mm-hmm. I appreciate Alda's role in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. However, the the cadets aren't too fussed about all this politics. They're just glad that the boys are around because, mm. well, they're stuck <laughs> in school with just girls. Yeah. Um, and Tally, oh, wonderful Tally, uh, <laughs> talking about how she's just going to be. You know what? If Garrett shows up, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna look at him. I'm just gonna say hi and you know be cool about it all. Uh, and yeah. then he shows up. Of course. And Tally is not cool. She has zero chill. Uh, which, I mean, yeah, he does need to explain himself um, and need to talk to her, but he does kind of see his wife there as well, or his wife-to-be. And That's so just, awkward. just kind of goes, uh, I'll just be one moment, and comes over and goes to, to Tally and goes, yeah, sorry I didn't tell you. You want to be friends? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It's just kind of like, Garrett, what the, what the fuck? <sighs> no. No. Garrett Fuckboy in full effect this episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and we get we get Byron back. Yay, Byron. Old mate Byron. I feel there's something about making a queer character named Byron that, um, yeah, there's there's a little bit of, of Lord Byron aspect to that. Okay, I don't understand that reference. I, I'm not um, sure I fully um, understand it either, so I'll probably cut that. <laughs> okay. Um, so he finds Ray mm-hmm. and he notices her disgusting finger. That Which we haven't noticed yet. Oh, goofy and gross um, and 
he's like, what's up with that? And she's like, eh, mate, it's fine. It's fine. It's just some much weird, weird uh, shampoo powder that I'm using. Yeah. And I can't quite remember. He, does he say, go and get that checked out? I think. Yeah. Like, you I should think... maybe get that looked at. Yeah. Um, but she's kind of like, meh. Um, yeah, it's fine. And... I'm alive. Well, I wonder yeah. about this with Ray. Is she saying, it's fine, I'm not going to because I don't care about anything right now? Or is she just like, it's fine, it's just a weird thing in my hand? I took it as, it's just a weird thing in my hand. Like, yeah. I took it as that she she wasn't too phased by it. Um, but, I mean, I guess it could be either. Um, yeah. Um, I guess it, but, it yeah, really she's matter. basically just like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, well. And I think this is a sign for the audience to go, oh, that is important. Because Ray doesn't believe it's important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she says it's fine, therefore we know it is not. <laughs> Things were not fine, says the narrator. <laughs> um, and then we've got Abby and her, her two boys. Her uh, boys. Who spot her and they're, and they're like, hey, what's so, going on? And she's like, nah, yeah. nah, I'm good for the moment. I'm just going to head outside by myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, she wants some alone time, which is destroyed by the fact that she finds a deal. I know. And I actually didn't like, did she legitimately mean she wanted alone time and it's just a happy coincidence that she runs into a deal or was that just an excuse for the boys and she was purposefully trying to find a deal? I don't know. I, I think it was, um, I think she wanted alone time or she wanted mm. not everybody around time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's like her boys are, mm. they're a handful. There's two of them. There's yeah. a lot to deal with. <laughs> like there's other personalities. Adil, Adil doesn't want anything from her. Unlike everybody mm. else, uh, which is interesting. Um, however, she does kind of point out and be like, um, you're not meant to be here. You're meant to have a watcher and um, being looked after and seen over. And this is actually where I noticed where the hell is Bridie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're meant to have a watcher, Abigail. You're meant yeah, to have someone yeah, following you around all the time. Yeah, totally. Uh, but they decide to go for a walk uh, as she's like, yeah, yeah, this is how we caught... Uh, just go for a walk together. <laughs> walk on the base. Yep. Yeah, walk on a base, show you the pretty signs. Uh, and they head mm. down to the um, the training area with the tornado field. Mm. And Abby's Abby feels pretty impressed by this. She's just like, yeah, check out what we can do. This is what a witch can do <laughs> when they're really powerful. And mm. clearly being like, look at me. Look what I will be able to do one day. And Adil's, yeah. Adil's not into it. Impressive, isn't it? Soon I'll be as good as them. Grinding iron into ore, mountains into dust, and crushing our enemies. Hey, wait, Adil, what? What just happened? All that weather you fight with has a cost. Floods, failing crops, famine, every war, people starve who contract horrible plagues, like the one attacking my sister. We use our work to save lives and protect the weak. And yes, there may be some side effects, but the good we do far outweighs the bad. You're ignorant of the world. And you're patronizing and arrogant. Maybe I am. I'm a sixth generation bellwether. I know more than the smartest cadet in basic. I see. Now who's arrogant? Yeah. Yeah, it's so refreshing. He's so unimpressed. And he's also almost um, not necessarily unimpressed, but like angry about it. Um, yeah. And he sort of says that you can't 
you can't mess with the weather. Like think about all the consequences of, of changing the weather against its natural course, um, which super good point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they argue obviously about the balance of things, um, which of course Abigail thinks that the the good that they they get using that kind of work in the army outweighs, mm. you know, the bad um, that mm. comes of it. Um, but which, I don't know, it's tricky. I mean, I yeah. guess we haven't really been shown, we haven't really been shown the bad side. This um, is We haven't what... seen does it affect, you know, the world and is it affecting, I don't know, crops? <laughs> yeah, it would be, I think. Mm. I think it would be tearing the world apart. Uh, unless mm. there's um, more in the military who balance having to go around the world and balance that, mm. which maybe there are. Maybe that's you know there's a, just a weather division that goes around being like, okay, cool. So <laughs> because we hit them with this spell, um, mm. some. I mean, the fact that everything in this world seems to be orange is um, or a very faded <laughs> yellow, kind of a sepia, unless you're in a necro base. When that case, it's all blue. It, yeah, I was going to say, unless you've got silver around and then it's, yeah. it's lovely blue lights. <laughs> so so maybe there is something. Maybe we've got just got this heat haze constantly over the world. This is maybe. kind of the discussion I've been expecting all season. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the pushback that I wanted from Ray, that I wanted from Scylla, that they talk about, you know, consequences, not just the spree believes this. The spree is doing this mm. to us rather than... Mm. actually telling us why they're doing these things. And Adil, as much as I dislike him, has a really good point. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then the next um, thing happens, and I, I stop liking him again, that a helicopter goes overhead and Abby mm-hmm. looks at it and then looks around and he's just gone. Mm-hmm. Which, sure, let's make him mysterious and cool and disappears when you look away. Okay, <laughs> Batman. No, but he... But he looked scared, like he was startled. Um, yeah. Why? He's you a just, you're really on the you're He's really on rabbit. the hating a deal train. I definitely I, took it as like, ooh, mysterious. Like, what's that? Like, we've not seen that before. So yeah, I was definitely intrigued. Um, yeah. He feels like a, a young adult love interest um, for the protagonist, which is kind of what he is. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. He's yeah. the boy that's not like any other boy she's met <laughs> because he's a rabbit. <laughs> But what's wrong with that, Jeremy? Just embrace it. <laughs> maybe I'm just like, no, no, Abby's my girl. You don't get, you, Adil's boring. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, not no. good enough for Abby, maybe. No. no one's good enough for Abby. Abby's, the only person good enough for Abby is Abby. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <sighs> no. Um, now we jump back to Scylla being tortured. Yay! Um, I mean, I mean, not yay, but yay. <laughs> <laughs> and they're using a, like a, a little box that's screaming. And that seems to be causing mm. a pain. Is this the same thing that we saw in in Bellwether season that uh, incapacitated Abby? See, I didn't. I just took it as like, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Where they just blasted with sound, different sounds, like okay. you know, like literal, like in torture. That, I just took it as that that they're just blasting right. her with all these kind of sounds just to to discombobulate her and you know, I guess make her lose her focus. Um, time, just how long time has passed, and then maybe they can sort of crack into her head then. So um, it's like so playing the really Pina Colada song at uh, at full volume, just on repeat. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I took it as. Yeah. Um, just again, just to try and throw her off, um, so that Anacostia can get into her head, yeah. um, which. Scylla's too strong for that, bitch. Yep. So it does not work yet again. Um, it does not, which is good because, again, we get to see they're still doing it and Scylla's still tough. 
So we get to see yeah, just and she's super sassy and yeah. yeah she's just awesome and she's like that's not gonna work uh, and it doesn't so love it nope uh and then we, um, we jump to the reason why it's not gonna work um we go see ray <laughs> yeah, yeah. who does actually go yeah. and go and see someone about her fungus finger um yeah she takes it to a necro cadet who yeah. i'm assuming who necro looks cadet. weirded out um yeah. but also just like i, I want to test that i want to know what what mm. it is yeah um so kind and again it's really goopy and it's really creepy but i mean rahel doesn't seem bothered by it so yeah, yeah what, the cadet tests it and we'll find out about i guess the results soon <laughs> ray when you have growths on your body get them checked out as soon as possible this is just <laughs> just health 101 if you're worried about yeah. well, even if you're Look, worried about something if something changes check it out she's got other stuff on her mind okay i guess yeah yeah all right, i'll give her that um <laughs> And then we return to Abby and Adil. And I think this was a part of why I didn't like this episode. They're just so much is focused on these two. And, mm, yeah, and Abby okay. kind of chasing okay. after him or trying to yeah. to comfort him. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't like this guy. <laughs> Abby, yeah, you're better okay. than this. You got you got a sister to deal with. You got um, Ray mm. to help. And Tally's well, that, being weird. Go deal true. with her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's that why I don't like him because it takes Abby away from the unit. And yeah, possibly. It's not about them. It's about her doing something that's not mm. connected to them. Mm. Um, yeah. Now, I was going to say, like, it's it is the the show is almost at its best when you have the unit together and working together. Um, but that being said, like, obviously, I'm happy to sacrifice unit time for Rayla time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting, but yeah, you definitely yeah. are like. Ooh, Adil, which I know, right? so amusing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Adil know. fans. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he admits that he um, was super scared of the helicopter um, because whenever they hear them where he's from, um, they have to hide. I'm assuming that's implying that the army takes them, is that right? Or just or just other people come in with helicopters to try and kill them, I guess? I guess so. We haven't really been established who they are yet. Mm. Um, I mm. think we've had their name of the Tarim. But we don't know yeah. who were hunting them. It's like, I think they mentioned something about the Chinese military probably hunting them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just, if we hear helicopters, we have to hide. And it's like, all right, so someone is hunting them and someone with a lot of resources that they can use helicopters to, to hunt you down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I like, and Abby does use this opportunity to relate because she has also been hunted mm. specifically her yes i know that feeling being targeted feeling helpless i don't mind the hiding it's when i hear the elders cry when my friends are taken from me forever i'm so sorry the fear of losing someone you love and not being able to do anything about it, it it's the worst I have kind of made fun of this scene in the past. The last couple of times I've rewatched it, it's not as bad. Um, maybe it was when I was first watching it and I was just hating these these scenes. Mm-hmm. And I thought mm-hmm. Ashley's delivery was the flattest it could have been. She just had no chemistry with this guy whatsoever. And there's that line of, it's the worst. <laughs> and- it's so funny because you've brought this up to me many times and I do not even remember it. Like it did not stick out to me 
at all. Um, so I just find it so funny that it sticks out so much to you. Um, it just, it summed again, up everything I was feeling. Hate them and I, yeah. Everything <laughs> that I was worst. feeling that Abby's just like, <laughs> yeah. I know what it's like to be attacked. It's the worst. It's like, yeah. 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 It's just so bad to be attacked. Yeah. Totally relate to what you're going through right now. Yeah. It's the worst. It's that line. It felt to me like maybe it was the mood I was in at the time. It felt to me like there's a scene in Avatar The Last Airbender where two of the guys are going through like all their past failed relationships. And one of them's like, yeah, my girlfriend turned into the mood and I never get to see her again. And the other guy's like, that's rough, buddy. And it's just that complete dismissal. Just the phrase, it's the worst. It's like, yes, being hunted because people cannot stand the thought that you are alive. That's, yeah, Mm. it's the worst. Um, (laughs) On rewatches, I have seen that there is a lot more empathy and pathos put into it by Ashley in the the line reading. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm still going to use the line. When um, yep. when something is the worst, so expect to hear uh-huh. it a lot more on this podcast because it's very <laughs> appropriate sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I no <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, look, she's not wrong. It is the worst. It is the worst. Yeah, yeah, it is the worst. Uh, so we get a bit more of of why Adil is there as well in this scene Um, because we get to see or the next scene we get to see the fixers still trying to heal Kalita um, and they've got three of them this time so obviously that will make the magic more powerful and (laughs) the power of three don't forget that yeah well threes three is a powerful number Um, Mm -hmm. however this scene I mean this is the scene that makes the power of three they've already seen them try to to heal once and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. This is the second one, so it won't work and things mm. will get worse. And then the third one will work. <laughs> so this felt like a filler scene just to remind us of stakes. Um, mm. So when they start singing and then one... Now, I'm not sure what happened here because the three fixes are singing and then one of them mm. does something and her her no, her seed changes mm. and things all go wrong. Mm. Was that because of the disease or is she just not very good at it? Yeah, totally. I I had the same thought where it's like these fixes are meant to be, what, the most powerful in the world, I guess. Yeah, um, or in the base and, anyway. Yeah, and like one of them is just shit enough that she just, she just her voice cracks on one of the notes. Like that just seems so unbelievable to me. Mm. Um, I mean, that's how I took the scene is that just she she hit, suddenly hits a wrong note. Everyone's like, oh, and then, you know, the um, the the Black Veins sort of illness just suddenly, you know, gets, um, I don't know, more powerful and, I don't know, glass breaks. Um, yeah, it lashes out at everyone the in the room. All the, yeah, it lashes out, that's right. And the biddies all try to protect older, which was, that was really cute to see. Um but yeah, I was like, how? How are you hitting the wrong note? You've been training at this for years, I'm assuming. Like, it just seemed so unbelievable. I was like, what? But um, so maybe it was something to do with the illness. I don't know. Maybe um, it's yeah. supposed to be something like that they have to maintain it for so long that even people who are amazing at it can't do it. Yeah, maybe. It's just pushing you too far to be able to, to heal it. But it, she's then immediately punished for being or. <laughs> for being not as good as the others because the fact that she has glasses mean her glasses are shattered and her she gets blinded. And I'm like, mm. this isn't, I feel this is not her fault. 
I don't, like, I don't know. I was I was leaning into it. I was like, yeah, you that's that's what you, you that's what you deserve. That that's what you get for not being as cool as our unit. <laughs> it's like Ray could have done it. Yeah, pretty much. I this is the episode where we get a lot of NPCs show up just to show how dangerous things are. Yeah, yeah, we've to had, make our, um, our unit look great. Yeah. Yeah, we've had um, have someone just there to get their throat cut, someone there to get Ray smack them down. We've had a, a healer show up just to get injured and blinded. It's like, great, <laughs> yeah, this is what you're here for, uh, red shirts. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> um, now, the next scene, it goes back to Abby and Adil. And mm. did he, like, leave the conversation at the end of the last one? Because she's just kind of finding him in the garden again. It's like, you two were just mm. talking. You were literally yeah, just there together. Yeah, I know. I yeah, I I don't know. Uh, it does seem a bit weird, and you're right. It does seem like she's just chasing him around the whole episode. Yeah. Um, which has he really been that intriguing enough for Abby? You know, Abigail Bellwether to yeah. run around the base trying to find him. Probably not. That no. does. It is a little bit like meh. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, he's kind of, I guess telling her what, that they still couldn't fix Kalita um, and that he wishes they hadn't come because obviously it's been for nothing so far. Um, And he's maybe, I guess, thinking of older being like, stay, join us. You know, he's thinking he maybe brought them closer to, um, (laughs) yeah, closer to a downfall. Um, Mm. And she, I mean, she's nice. She tries to comfort him. Um, And she basically says, look, let me tell you about my friend Rael. <laughs> who's fucking badass um, and tries to save people who are nearly yeah. dead. She can do it. Yeah, she's amazing. She'll be able to help. Don't worry, we can do it. Which, I mean, like, that's a lot of faith in Rael. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, she definitely lays the groundwork and out to be like, let's go find Rael to um, to help you. Yeah. And um, Which good on Abby. Off she does. She goes and yeah. finds Rael. <laughs> yeah, she's like, cool, we'll do this. And basically... Um, convinces Rael to do it, which is very impressive, yeah. honestly, that not only did she ask a favor of Rael, but Rael's just like, yeah, I can I can yeah. do that. I know, it's cool. But she like she says, um she says to Rael, you're weird and reckless and you've put us in all in danger several times. And Ray's like, oh, another lecture. Like you can just <laughs> see that she's like, yeah, right, what? Like, come on, spit it out. Uh, and then she's like, like, come and help. Like that's why we need you. Um Yeah. And You're was, weird and reckless, but that's like, going to work like, for us in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Ray's almost kind of like, oh, okay, cool, let's go. Um, I, I'm just saying, if she's so calling what? her weird, is she going to call her sexy weird? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> yeah, I do. You wish, uh, but that that is only a Rayla line and it better not be used anywhere else by anyone else. Thank you very much. <laughs> I do like that she takes the whole unit into this, um, this, I guess, meeting out in the woods of the woods that they mm. just kind of have there. And these aren't these don't feel like the same woods that Ray and um, Scylla have been wandering through. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different kind of woods. Yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure where it's at, but oh well. Then again, they've got a lot of base to run on, so. Um, but mm. Ray has started to notice that Tally's being a bit weird. <laughs> that she's um, standoffish. Which, yeah, that's fair. Um, Tally's got yeah. stuff going on. Uh, and we again mm. get to see Tally scry. And um, mm. kind of send her senses out to check if people are around, which we don't get to see often enough. It was established. I'd almost forgotten the first time um, watching that Tally was awesome at doing this. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, simply because it's been so long since she did any of it. But mm. she's able to spot Adil coming through the woods, uh, mm. even though no one else can. Mm. And that's because and he's, he's and he's super surprised. Yeah, he's like, "I'm invisible. You're not supposed to be able to spot me at all." Uh, mm. So more proof that boys can do magic in this world too. Mm. Um, but also that Tally is super awesome. Yeah, yeah, that she's super powerful. Yeah, yeah, and. Well, basically, we just get the um, the scene where Ray tries to fix Kalita. Uh, mm. And I don't think they even link to do this. They just kind of... Ray just does it. She just go and gives it a go because that's what Ray does. She does her little chant. Mm. Um, mm. It doesn't seem to be working and the wind kicks up and just kind of the things we see when magic starts to happen. And then it just stops. It's it, This is what I like, that it does just stop and... Everyone seems surprised. Well, Ray's yeah, I mean, I think because it's, I, I think because it started looking worse, mm. and then suddenly it was better. I think that's why most people are surprised. I feel like Ray is surprised because she is, um, like she's looking at her hands, she's looking at her body to be like, where did the black veins go? Because normally, as we've seen, she takes on a portion of the said illness. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, no, I think uh, I think it's absolutely right. Now we see something happen as well with her finger, don't we? Um, do we? Well, I didn't think so. I almost assumed immediately that it was something to do with with the fungus on her hand. Yes. Actually I did as well, but I don't I can't remember if it, that was just an assumption or if they actually show us something. Yeah, I yeah, I think it might be a little bit of both. I mean, we get some some evidence later on, mm. but when I saw it, it was like, well, something's changed with Ray. Something is different about Ray that she knows something is wrong with this healing, but not sure. And the only thing we've seen wrong yeah. with Ray in this episode is the fungus finger. True. So that's I mean, kind of Abigail Ray. suggests. Yeah, that's true. Abigail suggests she is just stronger, like she's been training, um, which I mean could be a plausible answer um but yeah rael's definitely not as sure about that explanation um and funnily enough um we cut to isadora um, who's dissecting um dissecting a mushroom Mm. and finds a weird black thing in it um that's kind of moving and pulsing and she goes to look at the weird fungus wall uh and sees it blacken slightly um I guess the, similar, similarly to the the kind of black bane illness. So, so um, which kind of this is kind of my evidence that there's a connection between the fungus and and Ray now because of yeah. it. and mm. that's what's taken on the um, the disease. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. So instead of appearing on Ray's body, it's appearing now on the fungus wall. Um, so, yeah, interesting. So yeah, not good for. And she um, she looks very um she looks very disturbed by that. Well, yeah, Isadora, does. Just, Isadora has no idea what's going on. It's just I'm going to work. Yeah. Oh my god, my fungus wall's dead. <laughs> but yeah. this this is concerning. This is yeah, this is a good question for them to have because it makes me wonder what else, how are they connected, what's going on, what is this disease, mm. what does it mean for everything if it's um infecting this thing that Ray almost touched and looks like her and. So many questions. Yeah. However, what I do 
particularly like um, from this scene of this whole healing section uh, is that, well, actually, at, in the moment when I was watching it, I didn't like it at all, that Kalita just kind of wakes up and is like, I am fine now. Hello, Rael. I know you because you healed me. Um, <laughs> but I like it in a game sense that there does become a connection between somebody who heals you magically and and the person being healed. Um, mm-hmm. That it becomes like a little bit of a world-building thing that it makes you don't just heal someone and just they go about their day. Magic doesn't become commonplace. There does become a bond between you that you either have to go mm. into their mind and understand something about them. Because when you get things like, or drama like tallies, it means do you want to let them heal you? Yeah. If you need to yeah, give that's up something true. of yourself, if you need to tell a yeah. secret about yourself, do yeah, you I was want just that gonna say, of- tell- Yeah. I was just going to say tell a secret. Yeah, totally. That's a really cool idea. I love that. Yeah, it's like, do you want if you're the classic, um, the classic stereotypes of the rogue and the paladin? If the paladin gets to read your mind every time they heal you, does the rogue who sold the the paladin's kids to an orphanage really want <laughs> them to be healing you? Yeah, yeah, totally. No, 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 my arm will grow back. Stay, you know, no, stay it'll be away. fine. It'll be fine. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's a really cool idea. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, and so we. We, I can't remember if we know at this point whether Kalita knows Rael because of the linking going both ways or because she's just like cool, mysterious Kalita. I think both, honestly. Yeah. 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 It seems mm. that way. Kalita's just cool, mysterious Kalita right now for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Um, which kind of we see in the next scene as well with older watching Adil Fig Kalita, who's just suddenly healed. And he's like, mm. I just came in and she was like this. And everyone is like, <laughs> Nope. What the fuck just <laughs> happened? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and post well, we get more Garrett. I yeah, I don't I so don't like Garrett. <laughs> to clean this scene. Yeah, and I also um like I mean I I, I don't really like him either just because of how he's treated Tally. Um but I'm also just kind of like, uh, I don't care. Like there's other shit going on that's more important. Yeah. Um there's, there's yeah. grown-up drama, and this is high school drama. Totally. Um, yeah, he's like, oh, be my friend. And Tally's like, well, friends tell, friends tell each other secrets, and I can't tell you stuff. And he's like, of course you can. You can talk to me. And she's like, mm, how about we just make out and have sex? Yeah. Yeah. And he's Which, like, sure. That's what she needs. Yeah, I and guess. She needs release. Yeah. Get it, girl. I mean, it sucks that it's with <laughs> Garrett. I mean, there's glory right there. But um, toads, toads. But uh, yeah, Garrett will do in a pinch. Mm, why it's, not? Why not? Tally is making bad choices, and that's mm-hmm. not generally what Tally does. Um, mm. So it feels out of character for her. But hey, if she's having fun, I'm going to support her. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, and then you know what? Abby and Adil are going walking again. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Although you should be happy because the deal says they're probably going to leave now that Khalid's better. Totally into that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you would be. Yeah. Um, but he does show her the super secret world that um, only he can mm. show her, uh, mm. which is <laughs> basically how he's able to turn invisible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the thank you for, for saving Kalita. Um, mm. And basically stepping into, well, this is a very D&D thing. 
of stepping into the ethereal plane where you can still see all the world around you, but you can't interact with it and people can't interact with you and they can't see you either. Um, is that not just being invisible? Like, why is that a separate thing? Well, if you're invisible, you can, you know, pick stuff up and move things around. But this feels like they step into something slightly different about the world. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, hmm. the colours change in particular. I mean, maybe that's mm, yeah, just... Yeah, that's true. Or maybe it's just what I want or how I expect D&D to operate. Um, yeah. I feel it's different in, in Motherland that they're just kind of invisible. But, yeah, it feels like... For a for a role playing game, this is how you demonstrate stepping into a slightly askew dimension. Mm. Mm. Um, and Abby is so into it. Yeah, she well, loves it. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that's just mm. because it's brand new and cool, or whether it feels different there, or or alternatively, people aren't looking at her for once. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, she can hide from her expectations. <laughs> she can hide from everyone staring and go, oh, look, it's a bellwether. Uh, so yeah. she and Adil make out, uh, and it's mm-hmm. ruined by Abby then immediately going, think of oh. all the cool stuff we could do with this oh, for violence. Oh, my God. Yeah, think of what the military could do, which, like, dude, read the room. What is Again, wrong with you? Is Abby out of character in this episode? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a deal's just throwing her for a loop. Um, yeah, it just. But yeah, he's he's severely uh, upset with her saying that, which like, of course. Um, and he's like, yeah, uh, that's not going to happen. It's kind of saying, here, I got you these flowers. Cool, I could poison people with them. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Oh, she's just uh, bloody yeah. Yeah, that's I- fine. It's fine. I just wonder, I mean, I guess this is kind of what we've seen previously in the first episode when she was with the guy and he was like, hey, no, come downstairs with me. And she's like, no, no, this is where you go to college and I become the head of the military and I'm awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's very gung-ho, believes in the military and believes in in violence and war. For sure. So I guess yeah. she, is, she is not that out of character. Yeah. So this is where I feel we get to your favorite scene. <laughs> sure do um, with everyone in the suite everyone is asleep or mm-hmm. Ray just kind of um, or Ray's in the suite and Quatermain comes in and basically knocks everybody out and kidnaps Ray yeah and it's literally just like touching them on the forehead right um, yeah. which is really cool yeah. um, and then yeah they her Quatermain and Foster and a bunch of others sort of carry Ray out um, mm. which is like oh no where is she being taken oh Ooh. I think we know uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she wakes up in Scylla's cell, um, which yeah. is really cool. Oh, and poor, this is this is devastating that mm, Ray and Scylla get this. such a good scene, It's though. so oh wonderful. This is yeah. probably my second favourite scene of them getting to reunite and the fact that mm-hmm. Scylla is able to convince her that it's not a dream, that this is real. Mm. Uh, and... Then Quatermain busts in and kind of drags Ray back out. And I feel that that's more than anything else convinces her that it is real. Yeah. Although, yeah. So I know that we, I know we're trying to hurry, but I, I really want to <laughs> mention certain things in the scene. So obviously Scylla says um, to Ray, don't, um, don't believe everything they tell you. Hmm. Um, about me and Ray's like super confused she's like what the hell where are we why are you locked up what is happening um 
she Scylla's like you have to believe me I wouldn't hurt you Ray says she believes her and admits finally that she loves her Mm -hmm. um and um in a in it's hard to sort of tell obviously through their sobbing she basically says um I'm sorry I didn't say earlier um and Quartermain does come in and drag her out and they're obviously screaming at each other to to, because they're reaching out and they want to stay together um Ray at this stage doesn't know it's Quartermain right doesn't know it's Anacostia she's just someone grabbed her someone's pulling her away yeah 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 um and and then Quartermain touches her on the head and she falls asleep again um and Scylla is so I guess thrown um oh she's furious earlier um, seeing now that, they, that they're just going to do whatever they want to Ray, um, obviously is the goal and Anna Costa is able to get into her head. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's a super powerful scene. And I, I like it because it does break down the walls for, for Scylla, but also it shows just the depth of their relationship. And Ray gets that catharsis that she so desperately needs. She needs that confirmation of one way or another, and she's got it now. Yeah, totally. Um, um, and so, it's yeah. done, like, it's done so well. Like, Amalia and Taylor killed it, as usual. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. So, um, because... Uh, if, I means, mean, if, if you ship them. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't ship? If you're watching this show and not shipping them, then you're watching the wrong show. So, I, do you ship them? Cause of course really I ship them. I just don't like Scylla. <laughs> well, then, wait, if you don't like Scylla, why do you want her to be with, with Freya? Because Rael and Scylla are one true pairing and they make each other <laughs> right. better people. The fact that Scylla's right. a terrorist is just an aside that's not ideal. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. And Carry on. We, we get a flashback to well, basically Scylla being chosen as a terrorist, mm. um, going into this, uh, this building and mind wiping a civilian, mm. um, meeting with the spree leader, getting to choose. Mm. What, well, she wants to choose her method of attack and um mm-hmm. and the spree leader's like no no you get a balloon mm. <laughs> uh there's there's some creepy stuff going on uh but basically she gets the balloon she's like cool i've got a balloon i'm an agent now and uh, she mm. gets she leaves and this is when we fir- she transforms into the girl we first saw in the season opener uh, so <laughs> this might be right before she goes out and attacks the the mall yeah, it's terrible. I hate which it. Which I honestly, this does feel a little bit like, well, the, the face changing thing, which we talked about before, it feels like she's done that just so we're linked back in with that and they get that act back in for another thing. But that that's all. That's for another day, I think, the, mm. Um, mm. Uh, those issues. But now that Quartermain's got what she wants uh, out of Scylla, she's got mm. some information and she just goes to, to Alder and is like, this is where Scylla's from. This is the armory that the Spree have. And Alda's yeah. like, hell yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's knock mm. him out. Quartermain's a little bit more doubtful. She's um, She thinks that Scylla has regrets about joining the Spree. And Alda's like, get fucked. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. She's a terrorist. Yeah. They all are. Yeah, I know. It was I know it was really it was nice to see that Anacostia is sort of starting to maybe come around yeah. and see that Scylla isn't just a horrible, evil, you know, um murderer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, Alder's having none of it, so yeah. uh yeah. Um, and then well she's busy. Quartermain's got stuff to do too. Um because yes. we go back to Ray in the suite and she wakes up and remembers everything mm-hmm. that just happened. 
which is awesome. Mm. But even mm-hmm. as she wakes and wakes the others up and is trying to convince them, no, no, I really had this happen. Quarterman mm. comes in and goes, it's city drop. We're doing city drop right mm-hmm. now. You got to go. Yeah. And there is no yeah. time for anyone to to um, process anything. Discuss, yeah. What's interesting though is Ray, within a few minutes or whatever, a minute or so of waking up, right, um, suddenly has to go and vomit in uh, a bucket, whatever, a bin. Um, yeah. And I, I, it's fine. I find it interesting because Tally sees her do that and has. I feel like she gets this face that's like, oh crap, because like, but until she vomits, I feel like um, Abigail and Tally are like you were dreaming a hundred percent this is yeah. not real but i yeah. feel like when tally sees her vomit in the in the bin she realizes because i think when um after rael knocked them all out um in the scene earlier um as some of them were waking up they were vomiting um, ah. sort of, and so i think tally makes the connection you were knocked out um yeah. and now you're having that that vomit reaction from waking up too quickly um i did so, and i feel that. like she That's gets awesome. this Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She gets. I feel like she gets this face. Looks like, uh oh, that was real. Like Scylla is somewhere on base being held. Like, uh oh. Yeah. Um, well, particularly so, because yeah, Tally knows. Said, Tally knows that well, yeah, Scylla she, probably alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, there's no time to discuss. Yeah. Um, it's get dressed, let's go. Um, heading out to City Drop, which we I think learn yeah. is um, their final test for War yeah. College. is your crucible, ladies. The ultimate test of your fitness to be soldiers. All of your training has led to this. You will be pushed to your limits and you will succeed or fail as units. Fail and you can kiss War College goodbye. Make me proud. So as they run for the the cadets and Quartermain just kind of tells them a little bit of exposition and and leads it up. And this was cool too. I was just like, oh yeah, energy. Everything's going right now. It's so cool. (laughs) And then it jumps over to Alder talking to Kalita. Uh It's like, Uh. great. Yay. This this kid again. Um, It's a cool scene though. It is. And as Kalita is like, well, what can I do for you, Alder? Uh, to mm. say thank you for healing me and Alder's just like well maybe these songs that um that you know and your people yeah. know and I've been after all season uh, I can make the world a better place and Kalita starts singing and Alder's into mm. it and copying her and singing back and then the plants around them start to die mm. and wither and Alder starts to freak out a little bit and clutches her throat, throat. Um, and Kalita's just like no, the songs aren't safe with you. I'm like, what did you do that to the plants or did older? Is this No, totally Kalita. Totally. Well, that's rude. <laughs> yeah, no, I did not look at that in in two ways at all. I was 100% Kalita was like, yeah, sure, here are some of my songs and then it's like, "Pat, not." Like, see, look at actually like look at how powerful I am. You're not going to get them from me kind of thing. See, I saw it more as I mean, it kind of makes sense because if Kalita and older have linked which seems to be the the theme of this episode. She's now able to see inside her mind and know what she would do with the songs. But it felt like Alder is trying to copy these songs, but everything she touches turns to death. That yeah, she right, okay. just by using mm. this, her energy is a negative necrotic energy. Mm. And the plants around her die by her trying to use it. Yeah, okay. Mm. But yeah, either way, Kalita's just like smacks it down and goes, nut. Nah. I'm more, not only that, I am more powerful than you. And I don't think you're going to have these songs. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's Mulder's it's, super furious as well. Oh, it ends so on Mulder's like the end of the scene is yeah, her face, and she's so angry, which she does so well. As we um, we kind of build up to well the drop the classic scene of of waiting on the well the military waiting on a plane before a parachute jump um, as mm. they fly through a storm and Swides giving her unit a pep talk in the in the the chopper or the bat as they mm. call it in this uh, yeah. and Abby's just kind of listening. Listen up! From the second we step off this tin can, I want your eyes open and your head on a swivel. Remember, we are storm. We are fury! We cannot fail! Got a problem, Bellwether? Good speech. And Swides, yeah, it's a good speech. It is a good speech, I think. She says it. she has a great conviction. Um, yeah, she believes it. Yeah, it is a good speech. Mm. And Abby's just, she just listens, but it's just like, it's a good speech. She tells Swides, it's a mm. good speech, which is, again, a huge step for, for Abby. Yeah. Um, And then she goes to Tally and Ray and is just like, hey, look, we got this. It's And again, she's not giving a big speech. She's not doing the pep talk. She's Mm. just supporting and comforting her friends. Totally. I know. Oh, it's so beautiful, the growth. I love it. I know. It's Abby really good in this scene. Uh, Then Mm. they slap on their salver and dive from the helicopter, which is so cool. (laughs) And then the episode ends and I'm just like, God damn it. I want to see City Drop now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah totally i know it's a really good cliffhanger oh uh, uh, mm. no it was awesome that that last little sequence, like i said the last 15 minutes total or even the last five minutes i'm totally into mm. for this episode yeah so that is episode seven but the last thing mm-hmm. one thing we do on this podcast um is each week we pick a, a character from the show we've just watched mm-hmm. to make into a player character or an npc in our game um, that we mm-hmm. really enjoyed. And Elise, who would you have picked this week? Um, 100% Kalina. Yeah. Um, just just the idea of playing this. And I think we've even had um, a friend play a similar kind of character where you're this young girl that's slightly creepy um, and who knows slightly. what your powers may be. Um, but you're, yeah, you're just super... Like, I feel like, you know, you'd almost hold back with your powers as much as you possibly could mm. so that when you finally, um, you know, cast a spell or whatever you need, you know, what, however you're playing the character, um, I just think it, it's just, you, you never expect, you never expect a young girl to be powerful, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, to to play a character like that, that's everyone's like, okay, yeah, you can come along, whatever, just thinking she's just coming along for the ride. And then it's actually like, no, she's going to save all your asses and kill the <laughs> evil, you know, the big bad. And, um, but still, but still be like this, this creepy kind of mysterious um, girl that's maybe older than you, you appear. Um, yeah, I definitely think her, um, whether it's in, whether it's an NPC, like a, you know, that sort of, comes along with the party and again sort of holds back from fights um you know until the very maybe the final boss uh, final boss battle and you're like holy damn like where did you come from girl um or as a player character because it would be cool to play that kind of like hello <laughs> <laughs> um you know evil evil sort of girl character but yeah definitely a Kalita yeah I, t- I totally see that I think that to me works better as a as an NPC of that mm-hmm. slightly mysterious yeah doesn't use magic that often you start to wonder well why do we even care about what you've got going on and then they just go boom i can do whatever i want Mm. because i'm a super high level mage there's um yeah 
There's some really cool, there's a, in the Dresden Files, if we ever get to it, there's a character called the Archive who is very similar to that. Um, oh, cool. And it's pretty cool. Whereas, as my pick, is a little bit more in theme for me, I feel, um, and would probably mm-hmm. be better an NPC, maybe even a villain, is mm-hmm. Isadora. Ah, oh, cool. Because she's got that slight evil, maybe, yeah. question mark, yeah. um, around her, but she's just so clinical about it all. That she doesn't yeah. like Scylla doesn't see death as a as a negative thing or a setback, just sees it as mm-hmm. another aspect of life, and is able to use that in so many great mm. ways that she knows down to the minute when if I cut somebody's throat, how long they're going to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, making her something like, and because she's also a healer, maybe making her a cleric of some sort of death god, which isn't necessarily an evil god, mm-hmm. but. Just uh, somebody who recognizes that good and evil are two sides of a coin. Mm. And she's the person holding the coin. <laughs> yeah. So that is uh, episode seven, uh, Mother Mycelium. Uh, join us next week where we talk about episode eight, City Drop, uh, which, oh my God, mm. this is going to be a fun one, <laughs> given how much I've been, I've been looking forward <laughs> to it just from talking about this one. Uh, you can find us on Twitter uh, at DND TV. Sorry, at DND and TV Pod. Uh, same for Gmail, DND and TV Pod at Gmail or Instagram. They're all the places you can find us. Please subscribe, share us with your friends, uh, like us on the, your podcasters. Uh, but until next time, uh, please be kind to yourselves, stay safe, and may all your hits be crits. Bye. <laughs>